What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We have our Carolina Primetime Preview, the second time doing the Carolina Primetime Preview, and this time it should be even better than the last because this may very well be the best roster a local meet has ever had in powerlifting history. The roster on the male and female side is unbelievable. We have defending national champions, former national champions on the female side, incredibly close battles. We have Celine Crump versus Natalie Richards for, in my opinion, the best rivalry in powerlifting right now. We have a legend, Jen Thompson, going against some dark horse lifters. On the female side and on the men's side, we have some former national champions, defending national champions, and also we have a battle for first place, which could lead into five different people getting it. It is going to be a fantastic meet. It's a preview show, so we have our hot takes, our opinion, analytics, insights as well, and, of course, just random insults hurled at Solana, Steve, and I. Fantastic episode of Two White Lights. And also, make sure you're going on twowhitelights.com and get yourself some merchandise. Subscribe on Two White Lights. Uh, com. You can listen to all the episodes. Make sure you are getting the new drops. We have all the drops now. We have from the original logo to our new PR City and Steve After Dark shirts. We got some tumblers there as well. Go on the website, look at all the merchandise we have, and make sure you're subscribing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating on both on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. And without further ado, here it is. Two white lights. Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah. Give me the mic so I can take her away. Off on the natural charge, bone for yards. Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad. Who tank killer, bees on the swarm. Rain on your college ass, disco dumb. Will you even touch my skill? You gotta go through. And as promised, I am joined by the most official, unofficial co-host and two white lights athlete, Solana Lewis, along with hey y'all, Steve Denovi, who's also a two. Solana gets introduced. Be- Solana gets introduced before me now. I'm mad. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at you. I am very upset. I sold the most. Yeah, uh, because exactly. I sold more shirts. Exactly. I'm very upset about this. I'm not going to drop it. I don't know how this happened. But you. S- I'm gonna start. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start offering free programming and just give people the PH3. <laughs> that wasn't even. I, t- I told. I messaged you earlier. It was a terrible promo, and I'll never do it again because only one person or two people who messaged me didn't have a coach. I think. <laughs> well, I was like, like it, it, it didn't sell any extra shirts. It just means I have to write ten weeks of free programming for someone. It doesn't really help. <laughs> well, it'll, be, it'll be funny. It'll be funny. It'll be funny if you CT Whitney'd someone's. Uh someone's clients oh so i actually check that's a really cool thing you can do as a coach is you can get the list to i i asked let, let's let's go through this i asked angelo today for the list of all the people that ordered a steve after dark shirt i then went and looked at each of their instagram and checked the post to see if they either put that in the caption or tag their coach in there to see who it was it's a really cool thing you can do I, I don't know if other coaches know you can do that, but if, if you want to approach an athlete, you can, in fact, click on their Instagram. Yeah. You should have just gave it to Anas. 
You should have just gave the 10 weeks. He actually did. I mean, I had what I had Lorenzo and Anas both do it, but it was 10 weeks of free programming. So I'm just going to give Anas 10 weeks of programming, but he can't message me because I'm not coaching him. <laughs> like, no, that would be yeah, the caveat. Yeah. It's, just a, it's just a program. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a couple months free programming, but you know, you get, um, you don't get the technique that goes along with it, but we got a preview show. That's why, uh, we are here today. And, you know, these local meets and their primetime sessions, they deserve episodes. Uh, the TBS preview or the TBS primetime. We did a preview for that. And it kind of set the standard here for the Carolina primetime on what we're expecting because from TBS, we saw amazing lifting. We saw um, a fantastic live stream. We saw everything here at Carolina primetime. We know it's in the works with a great live stream, but this roster is ridiculous. Everything I've seen from Marshall posting and then what he's messaged me, he's trying to make this like the greatest thing we've ever seen. It, it, he, he's hyping it up as the greatest live stream maybe ever in powerlifting. And I think it possibly could be. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm throwing this out there and we're going to set him up and jinx him. But uh, I am very, very excited for not only the production and the work he's putting into it, but like you said, this may be, this may be the best local meet of all time, mm-hmm. lineup-wise. For sure this year. I, I think the other one that it could compare with is Corrupted Classic, but if I'm looking top to bottom, this this has the Corrupted Classic beat. Yeah, I with Corrupted Classic, I'm just kind of looking at, you know, certain uh, matchups that could be had, and there are some, but this one is top to bottom. You have matchups all over the place, and you have established lifters nationally, and some of those breakout lifters that could, you could potentially see in this meet too because that's what – that's what great thing about these primetime meets. I think you said it with Midwest primetime. Like, Midwest primetime was for those good lifters who could be in primetime or sh- at least should be in primetime. But they're not quite like the number one, number two type people. Both sides have number one, number two in their weight class type people. And starting off with the females here, you get arguably the best two female lifters in the USAPL going head-to-head again. Yeah, and like I said, that, that's the difference in this meet is we've had a lot of really good, like Carolina primetime last year was amazing, mm-hmm. but it was like the breakout party for Natalie, Celine, um, and Brandon and Andre. Like it was kind of like the breakout party for them um, versus like they were already there. Here we have them here. Like Natalie and Celine are already two of the, the poster women for USAPL. Um, arguably, if, I mean, if, if Natalie doesn't have the issue she does at nationals, um, I mean, both of them, was it, Sam got best overall lifter at nationals, correct? No, Gabby. So Gab, no, right? no, Sam beat her on dots, but Gabby beat her on total as I projected so would happen. So she Oracle. couldn't become best lifter. Are you sure with Gabby? Best, well, I mean, if you're actually looking at who was the best overall lifter, the okay, highest okay. dots was Sam. Yes. Was it? I thought it was Celine. Well, now we have to this is really bad journalism. Check that, but but Gabby legitimately got best lifter, like the actual title. Well, on that day though, for a woman, middleweight for a woman. I thought it was yeah. just for middleweight. Can't wait to edit this shit out. Sam, Sam, no, Sam. Okay, it makes sense. The Oracle's correct. Sam did have the highest dots of any female. Okay. Okay. Gabby was second. Celine was third. So then. On Gabby the, look, win, on the looks of it, yeah. Natalie's attempt selection was taking her to first, but obviously deadlift did not go as planned. Either way, 
Selena Natalie, top five on dot score in all the USAPL. You know, you know what was um, great there? We all had three different answers. That was the worst journalism. But, that was the worst journalism but, there. We all had three different answers. Oh, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I was correct. Technically, not you're not. Technically, you're not. Gabby won best overall lifter because she yeah, won she her won weight it. class. You have to win your weight class, That's too. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I guess like I she mean, got the legitimate title. Per you usual, say just best dots. Yeah, per All usual, right. we'll I have split, the best. We'll, I have we'll the worst. Split journalism. the correctness there. Yeah, <laughs> I have the. I'll, I'll take the lead on. I have the worst journalism out of this. But yes, yeah, um, yeah. You said it. Yeah, you said it really well there, Steve. I mean, you you're you're gonna have best of both worlds. You're gonna have some of the best nationally ranked podium national champions on the female side and the men's side, and also you're gonna have a potential of these breakout performers. But I want to pose this question right now. Um, leading us into the interview, is there a better rivalry in powerlifting than Celine Crum and Natalie Richards right now? You saying men and women? Men and just... women. Because uh, I'm going no. I am saying Celine and I, Natalie I is like, the best rivalry in powerlifting. I would like to say yes, but I actually think this is something we're going to get into they're kind of not in the same weight class anymore from my knowledge. Kind of not, but when you face someone four times head to head and all times are just great battles, they're really close. They're in the same area. They're in the same region. We get to see them locally. We get to see them nationally. You get the dramatic finish at the, the third matchup between them. I think it's the best rivalry in powerlifting. And also it, it, can, it can lead to something maybe leading into, you know, whatever they do in their future. Who knows? But I, I think if something is close, quality lifting, dramatics, Celine Crum and Natalie Richards. And emphasis on the close, too. That's the big thing. Yeah, They're close. I, They're closer. I, 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 I can agree with that for the reason that it's close, and each of them have now won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great thing, right? When both people win. We, de we, we have rivalries that are great, and get a lot of attention, but only one person wins it versus Selena Natalie after nationals. Selena won it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I call that a true rivalry now. If Natalie had won nationals again, you could call it a great rivalry, but I don't know if I could call it the best because Natalie just would keep winning. But no, Selena beat Natalie. So therefore, yeah, I, I think I can agree there that it, it could be in the USAPL side for sure the best rivalry. I, I think it. maybe a chance versus Keiko right now, I think is. I think that could could be up there too. It's getting there. a couple yeah. more battles between them. Yeah, it's getting there with a couple more battles. Solana, how about you? I was gonna say, currently, yes. Like as I'm looking at people competing, like right now or this year, yes, I'll give that to them. But if I look like in the past, people who like were competing with rivalries, like is this better than Danielle Melo versus? Oh, I'm not saying a ball like, time. I'm not calling it the goat rivalry. <laughs> yeah. No, and well, because this okay, seems to be more of a currently. Well, this seems to be more of a friendly rivalry. Amanda Lawrence and Daniela Mello was fantastic because one, it was incredibly close, same weight class, best overall lifter, a lot riding on it. And from my understanding, they did not really get along. So that adds to the rivalry too. When there's maybe a little bit of animosity between two lifters, that does add to it. Um, this seems to be more friendly, but currently I don't really see one right now. I still think people say Russ and Sean um, being the best rivalry in powerlifting, but I had to emphasize that, you know, they traded wins. And when you trade wins, it's it's big. And we get to see it again. Like, that's the great thing about this rivalry. We get to consistently see it. And now, uh, you know, like, they're established, too. 
Carolina primetime, when I commentated the first time, they were, I would qualify them as established because numbers speak for themselves, that you, their numbers were just ridiculous. But it was, no one was zoned in on it prior to the meet, aside from two White Lights fans and people who were really into, you know, Carolina powerlifting or really into just the, the nitty-gritties of powerlifting. Now I think it's going to get your USAPL fan watching this meet because they're established. And these two, I think, right now, I'm going to because both of them inspire me, really. I love what Celine did at Nationals. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. We talked, we really, I th- we pegged her as a huge underdog going into Nationals, planning for a wedding. Maybe her mind was elsewhere. We were kind of foreseeing that. And she goes out and has this amazing meet, the best Celine Crumb I've ever seen. And it's so hard to come back from, from two losses against the same person. The third time gets the W. Motivated me, inspired me. She's one of my favorite female competitors right now. Her and Natalie Richards, I think, are my two current favorite female competitors because of just how they do the how they do it and they go towards competition. I, I can't stress that enough of how amazing it is to watch them go towards the competition. All women on the untested side need to listen to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. That that's like I'm, I'm calling a random tidbit there, but that's a huge issue on the untested side is women dodging each other. The I, untested side oh, in general yeah. dodges each other, but the women in particular that is a is a known fact that the women tend to dodge each other on the untested side. I did not really know okay, that. That's true. That is well, coming from untested tell. lifters. That is coming. Yeah, you can tell, but that's that's not coming from me. That's coming from untested people telling me how annoying it is that the women dodge each other. Um. All right, sorry. But, yes, I agree. Selena and Natalie yeah. do not dodge each other. <laughs> no, they they, they go right go after it. They go after it, and it's awesome. Yeah, I think I'm also like I'm super stoked for this one because I'm kind of still in shock that they're both doing this meet right after nationals. Um, but Celine, like, yeah, just like to cut weights while going into a wedding and then a week later competing, then to give first place, and then Natalie, I'm excited because like. She's coming back with a vengeance, and you can just tell. Like, I talked to her the day, the night of, and the morning after she competed at nationals. And she was like, You know what? Like, her attitude was great. She's like, I'm just gonna go right back to the drawing board and train and kill my next meet. That's all I can do. That's what I'm gonna focus on. And she's just killing it with PRs. And like, today she hit a 479 deadlift. That's the all time best for her. Like, she's just on fire. She didn't post it yet. <laughs> As if you're looking confused, but she's about to post it. Um, but are you are you on her close for are you on I her am close not, friends now? She, posted she kicked me off a regular story that just okay. said I hit a PR and I responded, What was the PR? <laughs> and I was like, We have a two life show tonight. Tell me what it was right now. <laughs> um Yeah, I don't have any inside information anymore. Natalie didn't like me after I think I said her lift was no good at nationals. I um I have. I don't think I've ever been on the close friends, so I don't know how to feel about this. Like I haven't been on to be kicked off. So I also had I screenshots of D, I also had screenshots of DMs of uh, Carolina crew talking crap on me. So I don't think they like me as much Good. as they used to. Really? Good. Good. Yeah. Say so I was sent. I was screenshots of Good. very candid DMs talking crap on me. You deserve it. <laughs> Fuck you, okay, Steve. Well, uh, let's get the Steve hate going. That's 
that's going to be my hashtag motivation. Steve said it. Yeah. Hashtag Steve said it. All, so, all Solana, negative Solana things podcast. <laughs> also say, Celine, like a month and a half ago, I was kind of looking at her and I was like, I feel like things are going meh, just from like what I'm seeing on her Instagram. And then the last couple of weeks, she's really posting like some nice numbers. And she's like, I'm feeling way better. Like things, not that she was sick or anything, but like, I'm just feeling good, trans going better. And now she's starting to hit numbers that like five pounds off when she hit national. So I think she's really ramping up. And I really want to see that because I'm like, after the momentum you had going in that, like sometimes it's easier when you have a lot going on. So like a wedding, a big meet, a cut, you can't even think about and work. You can't think about like stopping. So you have all that drive and then like it all happens and you win. And then like, I feel like after that's easy to be like, okay, let me, let me chill out now. Mm. That was a lot. So to build that momentum back up and to be doing really well again, a few months later, that's really impressive. Cause I really thought she would go into this meet and be like, meh, just like not the same Celine we saw in Nats, because that's just a lot to do again, like three months later. Four months later. Well, I'm going to get into the data behind it and kind of thoughts here. Before actually looking into everything, I really wanted to side with Celine because we made her an underdog. We, we counted her out. We played the wedding into, fact, all, into a factor of nationals and she showed out. So I was like, I don't want to be on the wrong side of this anymore. Looking at it, I honestly can see them totaling pretty similar. And I have some caveats here. I think what Celine did post recently, the fact that like she kind of was maybe in a little bit of a, a motivation rut post-nationals. It sounds like just a couple of weeks ago, she kind of just kind of snapped out of that and really started like training fully. again. she said she was only training like two or three days a week and wasn't kind of fully into it. Um, whereas Natalie looks like a fire got lit after nationals. So she's been all in. Either way, I still don't want to count Celine out because Counted out at nationals, proved us wrong. There's one big caveat here that I can't ignore. From what I, Celine just posted, I believe in their story or Instagram that she's sitting around 63 kilos, whereas I believe Natalie is hanging around 57 or 58. I may be wrong in this, but I've, I've heard inside info that Natalie likely is going to PF next year. So she's focusing on 57. So if they're anywhere close to each other on total, Natalie's going to have a significant advantage on body weight. And that swayed me. I wanted to pick Celine, but I mean, so would have to out total by a, a notable margin based on what I believe the current body weights are. Yeah. Well, I think that was a big reason why Natalie Richards beat her at the first Carolina primetime was that weight cut. It seemed like Natalie Richards was a little bit more just used to the used to that weight and Celine really had to cut down to that weight. And Natalie had the advantage when it came to just the comp day. And you could kind of tell when squats happened, I could kind of see that Natalie was a little bit more polished and the weight cut wasn't getting to her as much. You're going to see a great meet from Celine crumb because of this, you're going to see some great numbers. Um, but yeah, on formula, which is what it's going to be decided on. I, I would say it goes into Natalie Richards favor there um, for sure. Yeah. I have to. Just, oh, good. Go ahead. I was just going to run through numbers. Oh, me too. Do it. Me go first. Okay, go, first. go ahead. Go ahead and run through some numbers, Solana. Let's have a numbers off. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> so for Natalie, I predict her at like a four hundred two squat, two thirty one bench, which are numbers that she's been recently hitting. And then I put the four eighty deck because she has just hit that today. Um, obviously she has to hit that after hitting a squat and bench, right? But she's really good at executing minus Nats and the deadlift issue, which I think she cleaned up. 
So I kind of have her hitting all her best numbers, and that puts her at 1113. I predict her at 574 dots. I didn't know about the weights until now, so the dots <laughs> may be off now. So you might want to ignore my dots, kind of have to recalculate. But Celine, I put her at 391 squats. Um, because I saw her hit 380, 380 recently, like a few days ago, or maybe like two days ago. Uh, 242 bench because she just PR'd her bench like yesterday or two days ago, and then I put her at 462 deadlift. So that's like a overall 18 pound difference with Natalie taking it. I had the exact same number for Celine. I thought like a two and a half kilo jump from each number she was able to hit at nationals. I mean, she hasn't posted a lot. I mean, we saw, I saw a 370 squat and a 237 bench on her stories that both moved really well. Like I think 391, 242 could be there. So I think it's, it's pretty conservative to say she can get two and a half kilos on each one. Natalie's the bigger question mark because she said some huge gym lifts. She hit 402 in the gym. She's hit 231 in the gym and then uh, hit 474. And you just said she hit 470, 480 recently. It definitely, I mean, not only does her deadlift look better in the sense of lockout, you can tell it's better because her deadlift numbers are down from her prep in uh, for nationals. I think she hit two, she hit over 220 kilo. I think she almost got close to 500 in her prep because she opened at 212, I think, at nationals. Might be wrong on that. Either way, she, she's hitting now what looks like might be close to a third what she opened at at nationals, which tells me a lot of the fact that they're trying to be more strict on technique and form and, and, and not getting as much of that kind of shoulder rounding um, off of the floor. Uh, it, it's a little bit of recency bias in the fact that we saw Natalie squat not perform as well at nationals. Um, her bench went pretty well and her deadlift was strong. It's just, she obviously got called for it. So I, I I, I liked 396, 226, 475 as conservative numbers. I, I could very well see her going over that if she really has a, a perfect meet. But again, it doesn't really matter because if if she hits that and then Celine hits what we projected her for and then the body weights come into play, Natalie wins by like 13 dots points because it's just it's just body weight at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was me going into this was just knowing that they're going to be competing at two different body weights and that does swing the advantage towards Natalie. And with her deadlifts at Nationals, I I thought that was an easy fix. So going into her next meet, I'm very confident that he can fix that going forward um, and, you know, for future competitions as well. Um, it's it's just the – it's just kind of the, the momentum Celine's writing right now is – What's keeping me there, and like what you said, Steve, I don't want to be on the wrong side of history again because I think I really underlooked her going into nationals, and she was able to have this phenomenal meet where she she looked more polished on the day too. When I was watching Celine lift from squat through bench, I'm like, this is like I said at, at, towards the beginning of the show, that was the best Celine crumb I've seen, and that Arnold meet was amazing too. Like she's continuously getting better. I think she's get finding other gears in her training where Celine. I, I cannot stress how how amazed I am by this and just inspired by it. Going two, into two nine for nine meets in a row from Celine. Yeah, and then go, that, like, that's big. Like, Car Carolina Primetime was, you know, she she lost that meet against Natalie and it seemed like her training was I wanted it was kind of all over the place. I, uh, I it's hard to say just based on Instagram, but it was kind of a long journey up and then going in that third competition and winning it's beautiful. It's just such a great thing to see. And I'm, I'm just seeing better execution from her. And I'm a person who could handle the TSG volume. It looks like, you know, if you could handle that TSG volume, 
it could be dangerous if you can handle it. And it looks like Celine Chrome can handle it. Um, and I, I, I want to see how much better she can get. It's just, it's great to see. I'm, I'm so happy to see the work and it's so happy when I see a lifter do this. And Celine is, Celine is on the upward trend right now. I also want to just say that TSG volume, every time I see Celine lift and I see her post like five by two or whatever, I'm just like, I think I just die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would just, I would pass away on the bench. I pass away. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I, 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 it, it might not be for everyone, but when I see a lifter able to do it consistently, I'm like, they, they're, they're dangerous. Um, they're they're going to be dangerous going to competition, but all right. I want to do predictions for at least the two. Or, or, or how about this? Do you want to go? We'll come, no, we'll I'm saying for the two. Got, for yeah. the two. We'll do it at the end. We'll okay. Do top three. Yeah. We'll say then. Okay. Third well, that's place. the big thing. Is 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 the third place then? Like yeah. that's that's gonna be third a major place, battle. Honestly, it's probably a closer battle in my opinion than Natalie and Celine. If we're right on body weight, if we're wrong on body weight, eliminate everything we said. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> third place. The, the two favorites for third are going to be Jen Thompson and we're just gonna, we're going to need her to tell us the, how to say the whole name so we don't root on live stream. <laughs> Sarian Harmony Gainer Metzinger. It's it's Serene. Probably most it's people It's not a hard name. To, Serene. It's not a hard name to pronounce. Serene. I was going to say that. Harmony Gainer Metzinger. It's Schmetzi. That's what you got to call her. Schmetzi. Okay. Well, let's call her Schmetzi. <laughs> She's pro probably a lot of people listening don't have heard that name because she doesn't really compete at nationals. I believe she's in school and has some other things that she doesn't really post much. She got third at this meet last year. And I believe I, I might be wrong in this. I believe if she would have competed at nationals, she would have won nationals in 2021. Um, she's arguably, I mean, if she wants to do 52 kilos next year, she probably is the best 52 kilo lifter in the USAPL right now, with, especially with Jamie Fisher leading. She just doesn't compete very often. She does the Carolina primetime. I think she's local. And so this is, this is easy for her. So when you hear Serene versus Jen Thompson, you're probably like, Oh, Jen's going to win. They're pretty darn close. Like I've got them like neck and neck on dot. I got them at 534 and 533. So it's a complete toss up. And then you've also got to factor in, maybe they don't have a great day, is Brandis Day is making a huge jump after switching to Sean Noriega. It's Brandis Die, has made, sir. Like, Lady Die. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Lady Die. Lady Die. Has made some massive progress since Nationals, since Sean started coaching her. Um, I, it would be tough for her to sneak into that third place spot, but I think her performance is going to be very notable because she very well is likely going to be in that picture of Jasmine autumn and uh maria daly next year mm -hmm. i think brandis is is she we talked about her this year just kind of being just outside of that tier and i think she's joining that tier next year so this meets kind of like possibly her breakout party if it goes well so likely jen versus serene and it's a hard one to do because neither really posts much jen mm -hmm. posts all the time but she doesn't post her list other than bench press but like the heavy singles serene definitely never posts so I bias toward it's hard because I, Serene's actually a pretty good game day performer too. She hits most of her list, but Jen is the ultimate game day performer. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm choosing two people going head to head, head, like that are neck and neck, I can't go against Jen. Yeah. It's hard to go against Jen when you, you know, see her compete two, three times a year and you just saw her doing her like, I don't know, 50th meet and getting an all time 
best PR total, which is incredible. And then on top of that, looking at her training from what she does post, she did just hit a 325 bench. And I'm like, well, that's above what you hit. And that's so that's pretty amazing too. And it flew. And I'm like, I know you, you see a lot of her singles, but like for that to be flying like that, I was like, oh, we're probably going to see another record. Can you break records at this meet, guys? Yes. Yep. Okay. You're probably going to see another record. It is broken. considered. It is considered a pro meet, not a pro series meet. It's considered a pro meet because apparently there's a stipulation that if you give away more than $5,000 or more prize money, it's considered a pro meet. And so you then can break American records. Okay. Oh, uh, well, that's cool. And then you were talking about Syrian. That's it wrong. Serene. That's wrong. Okay. See, yeah. I'm not alone. I'm not. I really Angela I was saying forgot what you said. Angela was saying it was easy. <laughs> Serene. I, like I mean, Serene. Schmetzi. Just call her Schmetzi. It's her handle, Schmetzi. Okay, Schmetzi, right? And again, I just like Steve said, like I wish she posted. She got, she did post one. Post, it's literally from April, but it did show she's probably stronger than her last meet that was, you know, eleven months ago. So, um, looking at her numbers is tough because I see Jen all the time. I don't ever see Schmetzi, so it's hard for me to choose against Jen. But I think it could be an excellent meet for her, and then. You were talking about Brandis die. I haven't been seeing all. Is she posting this stuff? Cause I literally did not see it. Yeah. I went on her page. Mm. Does she yeah. have two handles? I don't know. She just squatted 407 pretty easy. She deadlifted 430 at like 8 RPE. She benched 270 with commands. Yes, she's posting all of it. You just uh, aren't as good of an Instagram stalker. That could be me. <laughs> Either way, very impressive. Uh, I'll let you go before I talk to other people um oh yeah there is two pages there's powerlifting doc and then dr lift heavier underscore day the other one dr lift heavier underscore day is the one where she actually steve all right put this together lift heavy or die that that's come on <laughs> come on <laughs> die <laughs> does that make sense lift heavy or day? i didn't get 14 i didn't get 14 no power until i was on that the podcast, one that so. one's okay <laughs> i didn't get that till like three months ago bro that means like, it's working. Oh my god! That means it's working because I made that intentionally so people who actually know me wouldn't find me. So I, I guess it, yeah, it's creative and people can't find me. Yeah, but lift heavy or die. That should give you how to pronounce her last name. Um. So looking at these three for that third place spot, which is, it, it's going to be a massive battle. Serene is definitely my dark horse, and it's an easy dark horse because I know what she's capable of. I think she would have got second at 2021 20, uh, Nationals because um, Carolina primetime was right before that. I think she would have still been behind uh, Andrea Riley, but would have yeah. beat uh, Tina Tornado with her total. And she had a phenomenal meet. Really, that could have been her breakout meet if, you know, like that momentum continued and we see her at nationals and we see her at like the Virginia pro and all these big meets, but you know, life gets in the way of some people. It's hard for certain people to compete. So we get to see her at Carolina primetime and that's about as game as competitors are going to come. She is a very good lifter, knows the sport very well, um, executes really well on meet day. I was very impressed with her when I saw her at Carolina primetime in 2021, and I mean, we got the scouting, we got the scouting book on Jen Thompson. Like you, we're not, it's like, we're not going to be surprised, but I don't think we're ever going to be at a point where it's like, oh man, Jen Thompson just couldn't put it together. Like we know Jen Thompson's going to execute on meet day. She's been at all the big meets. She's done everything you can in powerlifting. So 
you know, Serene and Jen is it's a great matchup we get to see. That's why these local primetime meets are great because you get to see this matchup you might not ever see, really. Like, it might not ever be in conversation, but now it is. Um, and, yeah, Brandis Dye has been great under Noriega. Last year on Carolina Prime, or the last Carolina Primetime, um, had herself a good performance, good Nationals performance, but momentum is there. That's what I look at when I see a lifter who gets new coaching, how they respond to it. You can get some, you can turn a good lifter into a great lifter. You can turn a seventh ranked lifter into a podium position lifter with a new coach. It happens. And Brandis is showing all the signs of a potential podium spot at nationals and a podium position at this meet, which is hell. Just about as good at podium at nationals when you take into consideration our competition right now. Yeah. For sure. And so, yeah, I mean, I've got her possibly totaling 1140. I think that's five seventeen and a half kilos, which that would have been fourth place this year at nationals. I mean, like right in the thick of it with Autumn and, and Claire. So yeah, I'm excited. I think she's just going to continue to progress from there too, because training is just going amazing. So kind of talking about the best of the rest, then mm-hmm. people maybe, maybe could sneak in, but like likely they're, they're in that like fourth to eighth range. Got a, got a big group here, like right around like a 490 to 500 dots. And that's Rebecca Nunn's, Adriana Davis, uh, Tonya Wise, Ariel Patra, Melanie Henderson, and Keona Peak. Like they're all like right there. I've got them all like 490 to 500 dots. Um, it just kind of comes down to execution. Um, I know obviously we've got two people. I'm going to say two people in particular that really trying to kind of have like meets, like to, to redemption meets and Ariel and Adriana. Uh, both unfortunately bombed out at nationals and training for both of them looks really good. Um, I can see a better standard. I think Adriana was a bit more, had a little bit too much of a weight cut. Well, Adriana's uh, Ariel, I'm going to interrupt. Adriana's bit. was, it was kind of weird because she could not find footing on bench like at all. And I think that really fatigued her on bench. I think she could have hit one bench. It was just a really, really like bizarre set of circumstances and it happened at the junior primetime meet, and that was, like, the first meet. So the issues that could have had were not, like, solved that day because that was the first event. Um, so it, I, I just want to make – because, I it, I mean, it, it seemed like there could have been a weight cut issue there too, but at the same time, like, she could not get footing for her life at Nationals. Yeah. For both of them, though, training looks good. Mm-hmm. I like the standard both of them are training at. Adriana has been hitting some PRs in training. Uh, hit, I mean, she hit 315 at Collegiate Nats, and then she hit or squatted 315 at Collegiate Nats, and she just squatted 341. So some huge progress there. Ariel, I think she's pretty close to some of the, the, the numbers she was hitting in training league in the Nationals. It's just a better standard, um, especially like on squat, like, it's always been an issue that she was, she was borderline on depth and I don't see that anymore. Like I finally see her having like more of like no doubt depth where I think when she hits, I think she just hit 320 in training. I, I very much expect her to be able to hit 320 in a meet now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with all that. Like I'm definitely excited to see Ariel and Adriana for some redemption. Um, I don't know. If it, is Adriana cutting this time? I do not know. Okay, we all know. But regardless, yeah, like just like you said, Angela, I watched her at junior prime time. The whole bench situation was funk struggle. So definitely expecting her to do better because her training is looking great. And same with Ariel, her training's looking better standard. 
And just like you said, Steve, I think she's about the same numbers as she was going into Nats. So it's all about execution for both of them. And if they can execute, this will be essentially, I think for Arielle, her first official breakout meet, because like she hasn't really had a breakout meet. Like we just know her as a lifter on Instagram right now, but not in like actual doing well in competition right now. So I'm excited for that too. And then Kiana Peak, I'm excited just because um, she had such a good nationals and she's doing really well in training right now too. We just saw her hit, what did she hit? Da, da, da. 446 by two on the squat. And that was like Hold six up. weeks ago. But ooh. You, you just missed the most important power, part about that 446 by two. They broke out the whiteboard. The whiteboard's there. <laughs> they did. I they love did. the whiteboard. They broke out the whiteboard. That's how you know it's a good lift. Yes. The whiteboard. The whiteboard needs to make an appearance. Correct me if I'm wrong, too. Was Keona, she was kind of banged up going into nationals. We don't, well, no, we don't know that. She was banged up going in the Arnold and dropped out. And then going into nationals, she wasn't posting. So we didn't know if she was banged up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. I guess my memory is getting crossed there because her. I remember going into nationals. I was watching and like, okay, let's see what Keona does. I'm a big Keona fan. And she had a phenomenal meet. Like everything looked, really everything looked effortless too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'd probably pick her as my favorite to be like in that sixth spot. If we're, we're saying Natalie and Celine one two, then we got Jen, Serene, and Brandis three through five. I, I think Kiona's probably my favorite for number six. And if I'm looking at the person who I think is closest to her, that would be Rebecca Nuns. It's just about execution there. Um, Rebecca definitely had a lot better national than she did Arnold, but she still has had a little bit of an issue with execution with squat depth and kind of translating numbers in the gym to the platform. If she can do that based on what she's doing in the gym, she just pause squatted three thirty, and she squatted th- like not very hard and she squatted three thirty at nationals. So she, what she's doing in the gym can translate to the platform. I, th- I mean, she, she could go over a 500 dots. I just, just at this point until I see it, I trust Kiona's execution a little bit more. Yeah. Also, I want to get my takes out on uh, on Ariel and Adrian uh, or Adriana. I, I, going into nationals, I didn't think they would have issues on bench. You know, like it, I know they're training at a better standard now, but watching Ariel, I'm like, I did not foresee her bombing out on bench. So I think they're quick fixes, and I think you are going to see a redemption meet because of what we saw at nationals. Like I think they're just hiccups on a big stage. I remember it now as Adriana. She needed the blocks, and they wouldn't stay still. The blocks wouldn't stay still on the platform. They fixed that. They actually had spotters like stepping on the blocks in order for them not to slide. So that was just a really weird set of circumstance. And also, can what's Adriana's age? 18 or 19, super young. So this is big. So momentum going into that junior spot. And from I don't know what they're planning on doing at nationals, but I would assume that they're going to have a junior primetime again. Because there's no other motivation to compete at nationals if you're a junior because you don't have a world uh, spot. I, why not? Well, I, like, why not? Because just they don't have the. Time? Well, because now juniors are part of nas- raw nationals. It's no longer juniors and collegiates are a separate meet. Exactly. So you have junior prime time at nationals, the best junior lifters with the highest qualifying total. You put them on the prime time stage on one of the days, and the best junior lifter gets a pro card, male and female. Why not do that again? Like it's right? you could do. Yeah, you could they do that. Could. So I'm, 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 I'm assuming that they do that because it's, <laughs> it's funny. I was about to say, I'm assuming they do that because it's smart, but 
I would do that because it's smart. Well, and it's just the motivation of being a junior. Coach, if you're a junior. Talk to your coach, Joe, about it, the new USAPL Pro Series director. Yeah, we got to do that. We got to have a junior primetime at Nationals because then you would look at potentially her as a junior lifter as a favorite to win that pro card. Because that's 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 really the only thing that's keeping you into the USAPL is a pro card if you're a junior. Because if you're just doing junior nationals and you don't get a world – or you're doing um, raw nationals and you're junior, you don't get a world spot, there's – really not a whole lot of reasons to compete. So that's just my take on it. But yeah, when I see them, I I'm banking on them having a big redemption meet, especially both of them who are fantastic lifters. Uh, I would agree with you. Kiona is going to get into that spot there. Um, I, I think, you know, 500 dots. Is that what you guys have projected at 497, 500? 497. I think he goes over. Yeah. Around there. I think Kiona goes over 500 dots. All right. Okay. All right. Anyone else Fair. you want to mention here? You got Rebecca Nuns, who had a better Nationals meet. Um, I Because Arnold, I think she really struggled. And at Nationals, we saw, you know, much better execution from her. And probably wins the award yes. of most jacked female. Yeah, her, her and Christina Paracci, they're mm -hmm. up there. Uh, the one other person we can't forget to talk about, I mean... She's not very, I mean, I, I definitely, I know of her, but I think she's a bit underrated in the sense of like this roster. Um, Latonia wise, she's going to be right there in that 490 to 500 dots as, as well. I mean, she squatted 374 at nationals and she just like crushed 396 in training. Um, deadlifted 451 really without too much of an issue. Uh, looks like her training is going really, really well. So like there, there's multiple sub battles here. There's a battle for first. There's a battle for third and there's a battle for set. And all of them have like, are pretty deep on who could possibly take those. Yeah. And also I want to yep. mention here, another female lifter, Elise Yeager, wife to Cody Yeager, who's also competing at this meet, possibly the strongest married couple to lift at the same meet stats on that unknown. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know if that's true or not, but it's very possible. Are Brian saying ever? I maybe I don't fucking know. Is there one that's stronger? I, you tell me, Steve. I know. Of a, I know of at least one married couple. They're married though. They have to be married. Yeah, they are redacted because I don't feel like saying their name, but redacted at the Midwest Prime Time. Oh God damn it, Steve! You fucking ruin everything with your 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 burns of burning of bridges. I'll still edit this out, but so. I did. I, I know. Did, I I'll edit all of it all. out, but. I, Making this fucking podcast hard. <laughs> I gotta edit this shit out. Uh, what, what time is it? Forty. You won't edit it out. We're just gonna. You're leave not it going out. to. No, I'm editing. <laughs> I have edited you say it out every time, and then I read. Really? 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 Well, no. The ones that are actually funny, I keep in. I'm going to edit this out because <laughs> I don't want this will be a weird one now, to have. This is now a vital aspect of the podcast that you it must is. leave done. God damn You're it! You're like a whole sixty seconds in talking fun. about it. Fuck it. All right, I'm, I'm leaving it in. That's on you. But yeah. Well, who would have thought? I don't. <laughs> who would have thought? Steve Denovi. Steve Denovi is the one burning bridges here. Um, oh, and by the way, if you guys hate Steve Denovi at Carolina Primetime, buy my shirt and wear it. If you wear the shirt at Carolina Primetime and you are sporting it there, that is showing that you are anti Steve Denovi. And use code Jalote. What, what do you give them? Um, I give them all. We get to relish in the hate of Steve Denovi. And free programming. I give. I, I'll send him a copy of PS3. 
but came, it came just a little bit. There you go. Wear Angelo's shirt at Carolina Primetime, and you'll be entered into a raffle to get a free copy of PH3. Or actually, currently is paywalled. It is paywalled yeah. now, but you have the copy from back in the day. I have, I have the copy from back in the day, and I could I ran it so many times, I could just probably write it for you. Like, uh, But also, guys, if you really want free programming from me, I will write you free programming. That's up to you if you want to follow it. That's that's your funeral. Yeah, but yeah. if you want to do it, do it. That'll be great. It'll be great to test that out on someone. I can I can tell you based on the fact of like understanding like taking precedent from two white lights. What Angelo will do is he's going to copy and paste the PR's fifteen week free program, put it into a new document, and then put a picture of pasta at the top and call it Fortino <laughs> Power Systems. Wow. Well, there you go. You yeah, just you pretty right. much took a, you just pretty much took care of what I'm going to do if I get into coaching. Just do that, I'll, and that, and then I'll actually charge people for that. Um, but all right, yeah. So remember, guys, if you guys hate Steve Denovi, wear the the two white lights PR City shirt, my shirt at Carolina Primetime. All right, want to do predictions? Yeah. Who's first? I'll go since no one's volunteering. <clears throat> I got Natalie like first. Seconds. Like I said, it really came down to body weight. Like I think there's, from what I understand, there's a bit too much of a difference there. And if their totals are close, it's going to be really, really tough. Um, Celine in second. And then third, I'm going Jen. I honestly think Serene has a higher ceiling. Because like, again, we don't know what she, she might come in here and do something ridiculous. And we have no idea because she never posts. She has a higher ceiling. I think we know what Jen's likely going to do. Maybe she chips each lift by like two and a half. I think mainly we're going to see her probably be able to chip her bench press. I, it's just tough for me. I mean, if, if Jen cares about getting third, she's going to get third because what what was it? It was something like 10 years Jen without went without losing in a head-to-head battle. It was yeah. something crazy. Like she's she's arguably the greatest head-to-head competitor in powerlifting history. Him so and Kim if it's close, I got to go Jen. Mm. All right. Yeah, her, him and him, her and Kim Walford, two greatest ever head-to-head battle in powerlifting history. Yeah, in the sense of win-loss percentage. All right, Solana, you want to go second? I'll go first next time. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I have to go with Natalie as well. Also, with the whole weight thing, I think that just makes it tougher for Celine to take first, and then second, I'll go Celine. But third, I will take. I'll take Serene. I will take the dark horse. Okay. And see how she does. All right, so the great thing about That's Natalie so- for Celine is they could potentially face each other, I don't know, eight times in her powerlifting career. So I could just – I'm at a luxury where I could just keep on picking, like, a different person each time and possibly rewrite two or three more times when they keep on facing each other. So this time I'm going to take Celine just because I picked Natalie twice <laughs> because they face each other so many times. Celine, I got Natalie second – and for a third, I'm going to give – I'm really upset I didn't go second because I want – I'm just going to put Serene there because I called her my dark horse. You know what? Screw it. I'm going Brandis. I got talked into Brandis. Give me Brandis. Brandis oh. say Lady Die is going yeah. to uh, get into that third place there, and it's hard picking against Serene too. But I don't know. I, you can't have the momentum. One thing. Momentum. One thing for the podcast that needs to be known uh, is very obvious that Solana and Angelo have a prejudice towards masters lifters. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Okay, Steve. (laughs) Wait, wasn't it on the goat episode where I did? I call Jen Thompson old. 
then somebody just trashed me and i'm like yes what, what are we talking yep, about you did <laughs> like, why are you i'm like it's... oh no i compared her to david ricks and i'm like they're both like the some of the oldest competitors who still compete open and i got <laughs> trashed for that i'm like whatever that's cool well they're only, i think they're like 15 to 18 years maybe even 20 years different so that's worth okay, uh, a little sh- bit different show me a 60 year old female who's competing at a high level so Shelly Stetner. I was gonna say Shelly Stetner. She's seventy-one. Okay, at a high level, so she's placing top three in open. But she, but she's not in open. Okay, no. yeah. Duh. So David Ricks is competing open. <laughs> yeah, I'm right on this one. So yeah, and I'm right about a lot of things, including getting stoic. Ladies and gentlemen, get stoic gear. Use promo code Angelo10. Go to lift.net and get yourself the best powerlifting merch or the best powerlifting gear in the sport. I wear it on the platform and uh, in the gym because it is best. It is the most quality. And be on the lookout. There's going to be more color drops. And the Stoic team is growing. We just got Dan Grisby on the team. And Sean Jin is now on the team as well. Oh, so I'm very happy cool. about that. Um, yeah, I think it's announced. Hopefully, uh, breaking news Sean Jin is on uh, Stoic. And there's another person, but I don't know if they want to have a whole announcement thing for that. So the Stoic team is growing, and for good reason. It's the best powerlifting gear on the planet. Remember to use that promo code ANGELO10. Okay, now on to the men's side, which, again, you know what was great? Because this is what happens whenever we do these preview episodes. I don't check the notes until the day before or the day of the actual show. Or now. And I get to, I'm checking it now. I, but I get to be re-surprised of this fantastic roster because I looked at the men's roster because I was I, I knew the female roster because I was really focusing on Natalie and Celine because I think that is the best rivalry in powerlifting. Then I went to the men's side, and I just got re-surprised about all the fantastic men who are doing this lift. I'm like, oh, Anas is doing this meet. Awesome. I forgot about it. But Anas is going to compete at this meet. Dominic Rodin is going to compete at this meet. Daniel Howell totally forgot about that. Really excited. I actually finally get to watch him lift. Never got to watch him lift. We were always competing on, like, the same time. Um, same thing with Marcus Cedudo. Um, I never really got to watch him lift. I, I, or I, I watched, got to watch him at the Nationals, but on, the, like, the live stream monitor. I never got to watch him in person actually compete, um, at, unless you count Virginia Pro, and I didn't get to see any of his lifts because I was competing at it. This is a really great roster here. It is. And it's close. Legitimately, there are seven people that could win this. And very possible. Because, I, I mean, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people over a 520 dots. And likely a mid to high 530 dots is going to win it. And only only one person has is coming into this meet this year with a 530 dots. Um, and what's crazy too, is like, you have some favorites coming in, but then some of the people who were like a little, I don't want to say under the radar, but like, if you just look at their prior meet stats, doesn't look like they're in for the win. You've got someone like Jalen Falk who legitimately might PR their total by 150 plus pounds. You've got Trey Ricard who might PR his total by like 70 pounds over 70, 80 pounds over what he did at collegiate Nats. Um, you've got Daniel Howell who had a massive breakout meet at, uh, nationals. Uh, you got Andre Easter who hasn't competed in a while. I, I don't know. This this one's, I mean, Do, uh, Dominic Roden has added some, since what, even nationals. 
I think he, he hit 584 on squat at nationals and he just squatted 633 in the gym with more in the tank. So there's been some crazy, crazy progress from some of the people uh, in this prime time. I was just going to say, no, I'm also very excited. Cause just like you said, Steve, as I was going through some of these lifters, I was like, I had to learn some of them. And I was like, wow, these people are incredible. So this will be like a breakout meet for quite a few people on the men's side, I think. Yeah, and especially with the young guns, too. You got Trey Ricard and JJ Falk. Um, hey, you know what? Trey Ricard, you get to listen to this podcast and potentially not be pissed off at me for saying some things because I'm expecting a really, really good meet from Trey. I don't think the deadlift lockout is going to be an issue at this meet. I think you're going to see some big-time lifts out of Trey. He's game. He's got a great momentum or a great momentum going into the meet and also a great mindset going into this meet as well. He's confident. He's motivated. I think motivation is always a thing for Trey, but I'm really, really confident in his ability to execute all of his lifts and have a fantastic meet. And JJ under new coaching, uh, Joe Stanek is now coaching him. Another one of those lifters. I'm like, if you just get good coaching, let's see what happens. This is what's happening. He's throwing up numbers that are insane. He's a goddamn freak of a kid. I mean, just an absolute beast. He's coming off of, I think, a disappointing loss at Collegiate Nationals. I think a lot of people um, slated him to be favorites. Uh, Steven Singleton, Grant Iverson, you still owe me money because uh, I picked my man Evan Orlandi. But Jalen Falk, I think, now is building that momentum and is really redeeming himself as far as the national meets go. Um, so you get that. But is there – let's go with, like, the favorite. Is there a person that you looked at this roster and is like, oh, that's the favorite to win? Because with the women's side, we have Selena Natalie. Barring injuries – and just real, real down meets, I can't really see anyone going 1-2. How about in the men's side? Is a, is Anas and Marcus our guy, or? I think Anas, I'm just going to be frank. Uh, for, I'm biased, maybe, but after doing all the research, I think Anas has to be the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming in with the highest dot score. Um, his dot score, honestly, is a little underinflated because of the battle he was in for nationals. It wasn't about like trying to put up the highest total it was about trying to hit lifts to make sure you were in which is kind of similar in this meet it's gonna i told nas it's gonna be pretty darn similar like it's just like the 75 kilos we had like seven guys like three or four of them we knew would hit lifts a couple of them we knew we we're gonna go six for nine and like we just gotta hit lifts and just be there at the end and and it, just like nationals too and nas is probably gonna deadlift before everyone because he's the only like 75 kilo lifter in here that's gonna be in the picture everyone else is like 82 and a half to 100 kilos i think that's going to be in the picture but i mean if you're looking at it i mean a nas is the i think has to be the clear favorite going in well there's a person i forgot to mention there as far as favorite goes and it's hard because just like last carolina primetime we didn't get a whole lot of information on him andre easter andre easter came into carolina primetime and we're like okay petrie's looking fantastic andre wasn't really posting and we didn't know and I thought I I saw a a few of his lifts and I'm like well hold on here the big thing was his deadlift and he has really improved his deadlift and he's well rested I think the last time he competed was Carolina primetime it is but I would love to say because if 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 this wasn't the case I would be putting Andre up there as 1a and 1b with Anas but Andre had to drop out of nationals because of an injury wait he got COVID squats you got COVID, I thought. Yeah, you're right. He got yes. COVID. He got COVID. He got COVID. 
He got COVID. I mean, there could have been more things, but he had COVID. Like, way, I think he, he was going to compete. He got injured. But he got yeah. He, he, he did got get COVID. injured too. Okay. And I believe it's on squat. Um, he has not posted a squat, but I can kind of deduce by the fact that he said he hit an 800 kilo, 800.5 kilo training total, which he said was his best post injury, um, which is still a decent, that's a little bit down from where he was. I think he hit eight. Well, let me see here. He hit. 826 kilos at Carolina primetime last year. And he just hit 80.5, 800.5 in the gym. Now there's probably more in the tank, but it seemed like that was probably from like a 700 pound deadlift, a 430 bench, maybe like a 630 ish squat. So we'll see how he comes on meet day, but he's obviously coming in having, it sounds like rehabbing from an injury and everything he's doing right now is the best since he was injured. That's, that's my only caveat there of why, I personally don't have him as like right there with Anas, even though he is the closest coming in based off the dots. Yeah, this is tough for me to say like who I think is like really gonna get first. Like hearing everything Steve's saying about Anas, who does not post, but we get to hear what Steve has to say because he coaches him, um, is definitely I, extremely promising. No idea what Plus, he's <laughs> so annoying. But anywho, you're gonna, well, I mean, no, you're not even gonna be handling him. You're gonna be commentating. Well. Yeah, you're not even be handling him. You're commentating, so you really don't yeah, know. What he's it doesn't do. matter if I'm not handling. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna tell everyone what I think he's gonna hit. You're a very hands-off coach. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be commentating your lifter as they're competing. I did. I kind of did that one time. Yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah. So I'm looking at Anas. Uh, I'm looking at Andre, but also I do know that he is a little bit down. But also, he's very, very strong. So if he can come in and have the meet that he was planning to have a nationals, it could be amazing. I'm looking at Daniel Howell. I'm looking at everyone. I don't, I don't have yeah, like there's nothing written down for me for top three right Do- now. I'm Dominic like, Roden gonna... too, right? Like Dominic Roden also is a person that if I'm looking at this, like I, I know names jump out at you at this meet. When I when I first saw it, I saw Anas and Marcus Sadudu. Um, because I think I, I guess I'm more familiar with both of them. Um, Anas more so like on a personal side because you know he's a great dude and he's your client steve so you know you follow that a little bit more um and then marcus you know one of the lifters who's been there done that he's you know uh was in podium position 83s for a long time moved up in weight class but then you see dominic Roden too and i'm looking at his dots and he's looking really good i really like how his training is looking um and also um Dan Howell as well. I mean, he's going to deadlift something absolutely stupid. Is he going to have the highest deadlift of the day? Yeah. I think at this meet, he's going to have the highest yes, deadlift. Will. Yeah, he's so he's going to close out the show as far as deadlifts go. I, or I'm willing to put a lot of money on that because I think he's, the goal is probably 800, if I'm to guess, also coached by Joe Stanek. Um, so now I'm, I'm if I came into this lost on who I think is going to win first, I'm more lost. I just talked myself into like four other lifters. I mean, I, again, I've researched this very heavily because I care, because I have a lifter in it. I very much see a scenario where a NOS is going to put something on the board and everyone's going to have to pull. But unlike the 75s at Collegiate Nationals, it's probably going to stretch a bunch of people thin. I very much expect likely Marcus, maybe Daniel, definitely Trey, and then maybe Andre to try and pull for the win. And I'll be honest, I think... From what I've seen, the one person that I think is going to be within reach and could possibly load it up is Trey. 
Marcus has two things. One, his body weight is higher than it was before. Um, he did have a 537 dots last year at the VA Pro, but he also weighed sub 210. Um, my other issue with Marcus, he has gone seven for nine one time. Every other meet, he's gone five for nine or six for nine. I cannot wait to see. So the if I'm projecting Instagram posts after that, I'm sure said. there will be one. Uh, he is him, <laughs> as he stated on his Instagram post recently, uh, with a 771 deadlift. Um, what I have him at based off of his training numbers would be a nine for nine day. And I don't have that beating in us. I, I, I can see it, Marcus very much trying to take a run at it. And I think that's going to be within the cards because Marcus can pull a buttload and who knows, maybe he pulls 800 on the day and pulls it out. I can see it. So that's where I think Marcus Trey in particular are probably going to take a run at trying to pull for the win. Um, I just like Trey's momentum and I like the precedent that Trey freaking pulled one out of the hat and proved us wrong in collegiate nationals. And so if I'm looking at someone, mm. Trey is mm. the person I think is going to be the closest. I want to stand by that take that he did not totally prove us wrong. He did miss two of his deadlifts on lockout as I predicted. And he got his third. We were both right. It was a fantastic situation because a lifter got their white light, didn't bomb out and they made a, you know, an absolute boss move. But still, his deadlift was a little bit suspect at times. Um, yeah, I, I, if I'm being honest, though, I, I'm going to say Dan Howell. If I'm going to put money on someone who's going to hit a deadlift at the end, it's him. He's him. <laughs> Who's the him of this, of of the men's roster? Uh, Who's the him? <laughs> none of them because none of them have even won a national championship wow. or are any of them under three-year contracts and 20 plus million paid guys well, let's let's true. start with guys, none of them are guys national all by so pretty hard to be all buy my shirts here was the disrespect steve is be, giving you i'll buy my shirts it's pretty hard to be him when you've never won a national champion because that means there's people above you yeah. that are him guys buy my shirt that, that's kind of how it works yeah keep Keep it going. So basically, Steve, none can, of I, can I give a can I give shirts. a random interruption of breaking powerlifting news? Yeah. Powerlifting America qualifying for IPF Worlds just got announced, and it looks like they're taking the combined uh uh numbers from nationals and Sheffield so that you do not have to do both. Oh, okay. I thought from what was told to me, they were gonna try to have people do both, but all right, that was our breaking news. I do not have a breaking news sound. Sorry, everyone. Just pick one. Breaking news. I don't know if you guys yeah. heard that. It was a little sparkling noise. I heard nothing. Okay. Well, I heard it, and so did everyone else. Breaking news. Powerlifting America is combining the totals from Nationals and IPF Worlds. And that was the breaking news. Wait, this okay. is... This is even more. Oh, I'm gonna continue. This is even. I'm Sorry, man. This is so. Sorry, confusing. guys. Sorry. Primary guys. <laughs> primary selection win at Classic Nationals. Carpino one total. Secondary selection. Carpino one total at Sheffield. Tertiary selection. Order by Carpino from totals at Nationals and Sheffield. Couldn't be any more confusing. Okay. Right, I'm good. Good. Uh, good. Because I'm like, lost. hopefully, it's nothing we can talk about because that's annoying. Because that's a good thing that. Oh, wait, I didn't, mean, I, I forgot. To, I'm not supposed to say that name anymore. Can you put a bleep when I said the affiliated name of that federation? Oh, you're doing that. I thought we were just going to bash. Them. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to bash not. them, but I'm also going to bash them by redacting their Federation name since they like to try and screw with my event. Okay. All right, All right. I'll, you're making this edit a whole lot hard for me because we have a whole breaking news segment in the edit. middle of the men's. You don't have to edit anything. We're right back in. I have to bleep it. No, I'm bleeping. That's an edit. Oh, go ahead and bleep it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> boss. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that for you. Okay, so... I was saying Daniel Howell, I trust him the most as far as getting a pull. And the biggest pull, too. At 90 kilos. He's, I mean, he's going to. He's going to have to have a bigger squat and bench, though, from what he had at Nationals to be able to bump up into that fight. I mean, he hasn't been posting it. He said he hit a really big squat, but it was kind of hidden, so you couldn't see. It was definitely something over 270. I don't know what plates were on the opposite side of those those reds. Um but he, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to hit a pretty big squat and bench, I think, to be in contention. Now, maybe Anas misses a lift and opens up the door. But, like, I, we're, I mean, we got a top nine for nine. Anas was nine for nine at Nationals. He typically goes eight for nine or nine for nine. I, I mean, if this is unbiased, I wouldn't count on Anas missing a lift to try and beat him. You're going to have to beat him fair and square because he usually doesn't miss many lifts. And he's getting a rogue fat pad, which we already know oh, uh, benefits him. I did not know that. They're, they're using the rogue bench, I the rogue rack oh, wow. prime time. Wow. Interesting. Yes. Okay, the return of the rogue. Um, also, I'd like to point out that there is some bad journalism here. You said none of these men are him because they haven't won a national championship. Josh Longoria is a national champion. He's him. Oh, that is true. So he's him. Josh but, can be him. Josh is John him. Could be him. Or Josh could be him. Yeah. Yep. Do we have anyone else as far as I mean I I don't know where to go with this. If I'm being again because I like I, I said know, I like, predicted four people. We do have Cody Yeager who's also competing again. Um, <laughs> where you guys kind of yeah Steve kind of trampled over my uh, my headline here, but potentially the strongest couple married couple in powerlifting is Bria Bria and Chad Penson married yet or they're just engaged? Yeah, they're married. They're married. They're married. Okay, they're married, I don't I know. Okay. Well, then I guess they win because they're competing at Power Surge and they might win best overall lifters on both sides. So, in, in, barring that that no, doesn't happen, which, yeah, barring that that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, Cody Yeager also, I think people forget, um, on the scene for a while. He was actually up there as far as contenders go in the like 2016 to 2018 era um, with a big, squ- big, big subtotal. Always, always killing people on subtotal. I remember last Carolina primetime, big squat that got misloaded. He had a misloaded squat and was still able to come back on his fourth and hit it. Pretty crazy. Oh, was that? Oh, man, bad journalism. That might have been the bench press. Either way, he had to come back and hit that lift in spite of it being misloaded. Very difficult thing to do. Hopefully, you get the loading right this year. I remember Brandon Petrie also had his squat misloaded and was able to hit it. He actually hit 300 kilos. Not 297. Random question. Who's the guy that fell during Carolina Prime, Carolina Prime Time last year? Like he got his squat and just fell backwards. Oh, Dominic Rodin. Okay. Mr. Rising. Okay. I no idea who it was. I just remember seeing someone fall. He, like, didn't, he didn't fall right at the top. He just lost balance. It was actually because the crowd was lit too. The crowd was like getting you know, a lot of friends there, a lot of people supporting him. Um, a lot of people in general. It was just It was a big time squat. I think it was... Yeah, I think it was 580, 590, and 
he had it at the top, and I thought he hit it. And then I looked back, and he's, you know, putting it back on the rack, like just looking pissed off, just lost balance at the top there. Um, how do we want to do this as far as predictions go? Because I say... Well, fucking... I want to hype up one more person. Okay, do it. Because I'm... I... Call out Solana. Solana, this is a person you found out about. And if you haven't, if people haven't heard this name, he's, he's, might be the next Bob. And that's Jalen Falk. Jalen. Are we? Jalen Falk. Okay. Okay. I was what? expecting someone we just didn't mention at all. We were talking about how good he is. Okay. No, but we didn't, <laughs> I, we didn't really give background to Jalen because I'm going to, I'll give it, I'll give it a uh, uh, bit of a preview. I have Jalen third. Uh, Jalen is 18 years old. Jalen may go 1861 is what I've got him at, at 100 kilos. At 18, if you haven't seen Jalen, you know why we're saying like he could be the next big thing. Like I, I could see Jalen totaling 2000 um, at 100 kilos. And honestly, his body weight at Collegius was 218, but I've talked to Joe. I think he's lighter than that right now. So that might even bump him up even more um, from where – I've got him, which is why I, I've got him in third. I just, the, the potentials, he's literally getting stronger every week. He hit a, he hit a, a deadlift PR, I think two weeks ago at 727. And then he hit a deadlift PR this week at 760. Wow. Yeah. He's it's just he's like fantastic. infinite strength gains right now. Yep. I mean, I, cause we're, I, I guess even though we have a lot of listeners who are from Midland, and but we are the anti Midland do we, podcast. Do we still? I know. I think they all listen. I think they're just like, well, Two Highlights doesn't like us. That's unfortunate. Because I mean, I see the Midland well, people. Probably, they're all they like, what's up? like, what's up, Angela? What's like, up, Steve? And they probably listen and like, no lies have been told. Yeah, like yeah, programming. Yeah, but like <laughs> Jalen Falk under Midland programming. Jalen Falk under Joe Game Day programming. That's what we're seeing right now. We're yeah, seeing, we're see we're seeing 150 more. pounds added to his total in like four yeah. months. And it's funny you say he's under the radar because a lot of people were talking about him going into collegiate nationals because he was on uh, ESPN and sports centers page for powerlifting, actually not doing some dumb fuck Instagram lift that he's deadlifting with straps and staring into the camera. He did something actually like cool in powerlifting. <laughs> so he, yeah, like everyone was really talking about him. And I think the big upset victory over or the big upset loss um over Evan Orlandi but since then JJ is coming out with an absolute vengeance um all right now do you want to give uh unless you want to talk about maybe the best of the rest uh, oh oh okay over under two attempts where we mispronounce Connor Sult's name Sult so you change the words around it looks like something else. Or change the letters. Two letters. Particular. Well, I'm not the one with vision <laughs> issues. You are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Angelo without his contacts or glasses might see something else. Yeah, I just... Uh, I, okay. Maybe dyslexia, too. If you get those U and L mixed up. I'm just saying, right. very well, easy, I'll, very I'll leave easy. That one up to you. Yeah, we'll see it on the commentary. That's gonna be the game between me and Steve. Like, which one of us slips up first? I just saw when I saw the thing. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. I just I, I stopped myself uh, really quick there, but yeah, spelled S U L T. You guys do the dyslexia game. All right, I'll go first. I 
am going to pick an us, team ass all the way. Then my next pick, I will have Marcus. And as my third, Trey Ricard. All right. Sana. Oh, God. This is hard. Um, Why'd you type that in? <laughs> you already had that in there. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> I thought you did it. All right. Bad, no, yeah, bad radio had, here. You already had that. Okay. Um, I'm going to... You changing oh it now on me? I almost changed mine too, just well, in the middle of it. So I was gonna go. Solano so was gonna go. Not pick PR's athletes, so it would fit suit. I mean, was I wrong the last time? <clears throat> Anyways, so you didn't, uh, a, you didn't pick a Nas for nationals, and he got top three. Oh, I thought you were talking about woman. Well, did she not pick him in the top three though? I think she picked him I in the top, top three. three. He wasn't number one. Yeah. We have the history. Oh shit! He's gonna fact check us. I yeah, I, I think all it. of us had Why to have a Nas in the top three. No, Charles, Eric, Joe. God damn it, Solana! All right, and, whoops. <laughs> Solana said it. Well, I was Anywho. right on my seventy fives, by the way. But all right. Solana. All right, I'm just gonna. I can't. I don't want to be exactly the same. So I'm gonna go Trey for first. Whoa. Trey Ricard okay. first place. I'm gonna take. Anas as second. And I will give third. I'll give Marcus third. All right. Steve. Anas first. Trey second. Jalen third. You should have not picked Anas. That would have been good. That would have been good podcasting. We'd start a storyline. Coach doesn't coach doesn't trust athlete. Yeah, I, I should have I'm talking... I should have played him down the entire time like his training is going terrible so everyone comes in you not paying attention. You should have played him down for wearing my I, shirt. I think you could, I think you could argue Anas is one of the more underrated podium finishers at Nationals considering Perk forgets to tag him. <laughs> when he said his age at Corrupted Summit everyone laughed. Yeah, uh, I didn't well, get that. We He's didn't my think age. he'd be that age. He's my age. I thought he was a 29-year-old. He's 33. Oh, he's not. I thought he was thirty. He's isn't he thirty-three? He's thirty. He was thirty. All right, Solana. Boom. Oh, he's thirty. Wow. Oh, okay. So I'm thirty-two. As well as I would, I would bet most people who pulled this meetup and saw the roster wouldn't be. Oh, Anas is the favorite. Yeah, I think most people would just shoot right to Marcus Adudu. I would say so. I, I mean, want him to have th- a great meet. There's so much. I mean, this, I really do. It, well, looking at all of our top threes, it could be wildly different. What actually happens on meet day? Oh yeah, it could be so. I, I, again, there's seven people. None of us had Andre Easter in there. Yeah, he very well could be in there. None oh, Andre's gonna get out. so pissed at me. Us, God damn it! <laughs> I mean, Andre. I'll say Andre, Dan, and Dominic. All three of them, if they got in the top three, wouldn't surprise me a single bit. And it, I, I. I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me a single bit. This is kind of like the seventy-five. Yeah, like I said, uh, I already man. This is kind of I, like the seventy-fives at I nationals, think, where we can mix up those seven in any way, shape, or form, and you probably wouldn't be too far off. Yeah, again, I, man, because you know, this is like what's happening with the podcast. You say someone, I'm like, oh, I could easily see them getting the second, third. Andre Easter's that guy. Like, like I would, yeah. I mean, I would. 
Because, like, putting Trey in top three is actually pretty crazy. That's, like, a big wild card there. And I would say same thing with JJ. Like, those are two young lifters, and you have some real veterans like uh, Anas and Marcus. Um, and I, I would throw uh, Dan Howell in there, too, as far as um, veterans go as well. Cody Yeager on top of that. And, you know, Trey Ricard and JJ, like, they have to prove they can do it on a consistent basis. But they're all in our top three. So, so yeah, it could be it could be a completely different thing. Where I, I guess the 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 consensus Anas is going to be in the top three, right? That's the one I could look at and be like, I am certain that person is going to be in the top three. Marcus would be my second pick, but then that third is the wild card there, where it goes all over the place. Like Andre could easily be in there; he could possibly even get you second. You want to go fourth and fifth, or just stay at top three and stay take at, the heat? We got to say stay at top three because fourth and fifth yeah. would just be like. That's a lot. That's that's a lot to really pick from, and um, I think we did that last year. Did we do top five last year? I don't remember. I'm, that's not really a lot to pick from. You just have three more people to pick from, but we yeah. don't have to do it because the heat's better so that when uh, yeah. Andre, Dan, or Dominic get in the top three, because pretty much I guarantee one of them is probably going to get top three to pr- and mm-hmm. prove us wrong so that they can make a shirt and call us out. All of which, so. All of which they could kick my ass to. Uh, yeah, Andre Is definitely could kick my ass. You don't want you don't want these hands, Steve. You're close. You're close. To I would them. just hold you your head. I would just hold it right. Oh, here really? Just like, really? Just fling <laughs> your arms. Yeah, those those things that you call arms are is really gonna hold me back. They will, you will dislocate yeah, your fucking elbow. elbow. You you're will dislocate. It's not muscle. You're pushing. You're, you're, you will dislocate right your elbow trying to do that. Oh I, there's God. no way you'll be able to do that. To me, you, your arms, absolutely not. I have faith in you, Steve. I think you can. Thank all right, Solani. All right, whatever. You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of here. You're out of here. I'll see you for the corrupted classic. <laughs> Still, you're, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we I, I, I do value your research. As much as I value Leffler Bros delivering us with the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport. They're making drops that look fantastic. They got some fantastic sponsored athletes. They got some fantastic sponsored affiliates as well, even though they're pissing me off right now. You can use promo code ORC15, Solana15, and also 2WL15 to save yourself some money and make you look good from head to toe. They got the dad hats. They got the shirts. They got the comp tees. They make you good on the platform and off the platform. Uh, Chrissy Paraki is making all the stuff looking good on and off the platform. She's just flexing on people in random public places and making Leffler Bros that much more amazing. And you can see that all on Instagram as well. Make sure you're following on Instagram. Go to the website. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money on the best powerlifting merchandise in the sport. Okay. Preview time over. I can't wait for this meet. It's going to be fantastic. Um, I'm actually excited to go back. This was like the kickoff of the prime. I mean, Midwest primetime was like the kickoff of the primetime, but this was the evolution in the primetime. This was like the, or the local primetime meet. It was so much fun the first time I went to it. Um, And this time with this stacked, stacked, stacked roster, I'm I'm really excited to see some quality quality lifting on a quality live stream with quality people, and it's going to be really great for the sports. Make sure you guys are tuning in. Any last thoughts? No, I'm ready to watch it. I'm excited. Just wear your Steve, wear your Steve after dark shirt. Don't give in to Angelo's need 
to, to, to help to bolster his insecurities that people like me more. Steve may have sold more shirts, but you, Angelo, sold more butter. And that's what really matters yep. in the end. More nut butter sales than Steve. Honestly, honestly, the, 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 the pre-orders for nut butter are insane. I don't know how you're going to fulfill those. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting a lot of I'm actually getting a lot of nut butter like orders right now. And then I have not agreed to make any single one of them. So business is booming and the business doesn't even exist. Uh, it's not, but by the way, guys, like it seems like people really dislike Steve and that's fair. So if you guys do dislike Steve, just buy my shirt and wear it in a public setting where Steve is there. That shows that we're on the same team. Like, okay, the civil war is happening right now. It's either you're after dark or PR city. Choose your sides. But you know what side I'm always choosing? Obsidian ammonia smelling salts. Hypedust.com. Get yourself some obsidian ammonia smelling salts. Best smelling salts in the game. They range from, you know, little nice scents that'll knock your head back just a bit to your nose hairs completely burning off. Use promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money. And go to HypeDust.com to get yourself obsidian, ammonia, smelling salt. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Two White Lights. Remember. Commercial Carol- gym story. Oh, we're doing one? Oh, yes. We're doing one? Okay. Yes. Every episode. Com- Got to wait for the commercial gym story. Okay. I'll give you some choices. You tell me which one you want. Drug Kingpin DEA raid. Um, the guy who was kicked out of the gym for bringing a gun. Ooh, violent ones Or... Lady who was abducted by aliens 50 plus times and would have the UPS driver have sex with her while her husband watched. Okay, I can't handle any more sex jerk off ones anymore. Please. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break from that. G- give, me the DA, give me the DA one. Let's give yeah. me that one. So I well, I come in the work one day and the main manager grabs me and like so excited. And uh, caveat to that she is a uh, murder porn documentary obsessor uh, watches every so this is like the greatest thing ever for her um, that it was like a crime thing and she grabs me she's like we're gonna have a DEA raid today and I was like wait what she's like yeah I haven't been allowed to tell you because I had to be super super secret but there's apparently a drug kingpin marijuana dealer that is like within the millions of how much she deals that has been working out here. And we have had an undercover DEA agent that I sold a membership to under an alias three months ago. And he's been in here every single day at a certain time to stake this out. And today there's going to be a DEA raid. And so, yeah, I'm sitting there training a client and all of a sudden 15 DEA agents walk in That's and go right over to the so- stairmaster and arrest the guy. And it wasn't, it wasn't very eventful. Oh I mean, man. He, he was, he was a drunk kingpin. He didn't need to fight. He was just a King. He, he just let them cuff and he walked right on out with them. Well, that's kind of cool. That was about it. That's like, kind of a boss move. It's to be like arrested and yeah. really like, yeah, put them on me, put it on the cuffs. I'm a badass, making millions of dollars selling marijuanas. I don't know. Like a, yeah, I guess a shootout story would have been great. Um, yeah, happened in Illinois too. DEA, DEA raid some uh, actually like steroids, but when you sell steroids, it doesn't stop there. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't stop there. You're dealing other stuff. So, yeah, I seen I seen a uh, one powerlifting gym closed down from a drug raid, but I am relieved though we, that I didn't have to hear about. We have a lot it. of drug. We have a lot of arrests for drugs, but like being a steroid dealer or a, a marijuana dealer is like one thing, but appa- again, this guy apparently was like huge really good and like it. had apparently escaped and had been on the run. 
and like had moved here and started going to the gym under a different alias and they had finally found him he's and still, like had been searching him for him for like years gotta admire the dedication he's oh, on the run mean? possibly in witness protections but he gotta get those gains in yep he's the hardest working man in powerlifting head and shoulders above the he's rest him. the guy who's in witness protection but still needs to get into the gym that's the hardest working person in powerlifting I don't care what you say alright That'll do it for this episode of Two White Lights. Next week, Carolina Primetime, Saturday and Sunday. Primetime will be on the Saturday, and then day two will be on that Sunday. Tune into the live stream. We'll see you guys there. Have an awesome night. Peace.